0: It's amazing, and I know you're hoping maybe for a short answer here, but amazing that the number of stories that aren't told um, in this last flood,
1: um, but I can can tell you five or six where I, I don't understand how people didn't die in those buildings. Howard County, number one. Oh my God! Ma'am, what's going on? We are at Dean Hollow in Old Ellicott City on Frederick Road. The water is above the doors coming in the building. We need somebody to come in. The first, first thing I remember is like, oh my gosh, the water is up to the balcony on Obladee. Hello?
2: Hi, this is 9-1-1. Somebody from this number just called and hung up. Is everybody okay? No, there's water in my store. It's flooding in Ellicott City. The threat of a flood had become the new normal on Main Street. The
1: the next door won't open. We can't get out the back, and there is a lot of water. We're rolling
2: our dice on a storm by storm basis.
1: Okay, well, are we going to die? <coughs> no, honey, I'm going to do my best so that does not happen, okay? You want me to stay in the line with you for a minute? Jane? Jane?
2: This is Ellicott City. Historic town, historic water. series we've had a lot of discussion about the history of Ellicott City, the town's past experience of flooding, and its two most recent destructive flash floods. We've examined the logistics of Howard County's plan to alleviate the possible damage of future flooding and the politics of removing historic structures in the interest of public safety. In the last episode we spoke to a hydrologist at NOAA and the county's emergency manager to get some understanding of just how difficult it is to predict flash flooding and protect the public from the dangers of water running wild. That brings us to Angelina Brannigan and her story. You see, she owned a retail store on Lower Main Street and was working in that shop on May 27, 2018, when the rain started to fall. The store's name, A Divas Boutique, and I'll let her tell you the rest of the story. I'm here with Angelina Brannigan.
0: Hello. How are you? I'm well, and you? I'm
2: fine. I'm fine, thank you. I got your name from John Weinstein. During the recording of this series, Mm -hmm. I've spoken to all kinds of people who were all around the flood, saw the flood from videos, uh, came down to Main Street after the flood, but I was telling John I hadn't spoken to anybody who was actually on Main Street Mm -hmm. or in one of the shops Mm -hmm. when it was going on. And he brought you up so I'm really (laughs) happy that you agreed to come speak to us so thank you for having me um, first tell me a little bit about yourself I mean are you an Ellicott City resident or what
0: no I actually live in North Laurel but um, Mm -hmm. I've been going down Ellicott City for quite some time now for shopping and stuff prior before me opening up stores down there Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been a North Laurel resident for probably about 14 years now okay and
2: you opened the shop down on Main Street?
0: I did. I used to have a shop uh, in Fulton, and then I relocated that one, and I opened it up in 2016. And then I, re- I opened another store on Main Street, so I technically had two stores. Uh, then the 2016 flood came, took both of those away, and then I reopened only one of them. So I've been down there for almost five years. So what's the name of the store? What was... The one that I just lost is A. Diva's Boutique. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, were you there in 2016?
0: No, I wasn't. I actually had a migraine, so I didn't come in, mm-hmm. thankfully. Now, had I been there, I probably would not be speaking to you today because that store was a little bit further down on Main, and it filled up almost to the ceiling.
2: So nobody was there nope. when it happened? Not at all. Wow, that was lucky. That's good. Mm-hmm. So, um, you said you had two stores, both in Ellicott City. hmm yep. And the 2016 flood came and Wipe them wiped out. wiped them out. Mm-hmm. When you reopened the one store, mm-hmm. did you go back to either one of those locations. locations?
0: No, I went actually next door to my other location with my same landlord. So, I went back across the street on the same side as the river, the Tiber River, mm-hmm. Uh, and I know people are probably going, really, why would you go on that side considering we had a flood? But um, I liked my landlord and he was generous, so I went back on that side, but next to my old store.
2: Now, if you're not familiar with Ellicott City, or if you've been listening to the podcast and haven't looked at a map yet, well, first, shame on you. But let me briefly describe Main Street and explain what Angelina was talking about. Frederick Road becomes Main Street when it enters the Ellicott City Historic District. It runs from west to east on a downhill grade and travels over the Patapsco River by bridge where it becomes known as Frederick Road again. The two to three blocks of road that approaches the Patapsco is considered Lower Main Street. Row houses and one to two story commercial retail buildings line both sides of the street. Picture your typical 200 plus year old rural East Coast, downtown, and I will give you a good idea of what it looks like. The critical difference here, what makes Ellicott City unique, is that the buildings on the south side of Main Street back up to another, usually shallow river we have been mentioning throughout the whole podcast, the Tiber River. What's more, the lower you travel on Main Street, the closer you get to the Patapsco River, the buildings on the south side of the street start to straddle the Tiber. Now the Tiber River as Bruce Taylor told us in episode 4 is usually just a trickle. However, add an abnormal level of rainfall and a historically short period of time and that trickle, that trickle can become deadly. Here's Angelina. So, tell me about May 2018.
0: <laughs> well, you know, sometimes when you know you have to rehash those moments, mm-hmm. You don't really know what to do with yourself at that time. You know, you kind of have like PTSD, especially when it rains and whatnot, but it was just a normal, a normal Saturday. Uh, it was busy. The weather was actually nice during the day, and then it just started to become a little bit gloomy, mm-hmm. and uh, it started to rain. And I was working by myself, and uh, it just, um, it, it kept raining and the clouds got darker and we were all texting because this is something we do when it rains like this and it doesn't stop.
2: The uh, shopkeepers, you mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And we also like, you know, communicate over Facebook forums and private messengers and stuff. And we're all doing the same thing. How's the river You know, down at the bottom? I actually text Sally, who owned Discoveries, and said, are you OK? How's the river? And she says, it's high. It's going to flood. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, I knew she was right. So immediately I started grabbing a lot of things and closing things down. And then I had a mother daughter come in, into the store and had trash bags over them, you know, from the rain. And they said, do you mind if we just stay here for a few and wing it out for a few minutes? And what am I supposed to do? Kick them out. So I said, no, not at all. If you don't mind, I'm still going to kind of shut down because I'm going to fix to go. Well, I guess the rain kind of subsided just a tad. And they were like, Let's go. Let's try to make a break to the car. So they ended up leaving, and they ended up running back to their car, and I continued doing what I was doing, but obviously never got out.
2: Well, how much time passed from the time they left to when you knew it was going to be
0: Probably a bad scene? eight minutes.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. And so what happened? How did you know it was going to be a so, bad
0: situation? Well, you know, we... When the water, when it rains profusely like that, um, Main Street has a tendency to start white capping and, you know, behind the tires of parked cars, mm-hmm. you know? And you eventually start seeing the water pop up onto the curb. And this is something we normally see anyways on a heavy downpour, okay, but not consecutive. Well, those white caps kick in bigger and bigger. And next thing you know, you look out, and this is all within eight minutes of that time. Um, you'll see doormats and Then I saw somebody's potter plant kind of glide down the street, you know, the sidewalk. Not float yet, but glide. So, you know, it's a lot of pushing running water. Right. So I went and I continued to close up and unplug things and whatnot. And I got the cash out of the drawer. And when I turned around, it was already like a foot of water outside the door. So I knew I couldn't leave. I, there was no way otherwise I'd be you know
2: because you have a glass retail
0: oh yeah I had a huge bay window and then the door was and glass so you could see a foot everything of water. you can see all of it mm-hmm. wow so and that's when I noticed I saw trash cans go down and then I ran to the front door and um, I actually opened my door to grab a few things that were still hanging because we hang things on the outside of our building you know mm-hmm. and I had a few things and I grabbed that just not thinking right. you know and the water was coming in to the inside just a little bit, you know, and um, that's when I was like, oh my gosh, one of my customers had just spent, you know, um, money on a jacket that I ordered. So I ran to the back of my supply room and I grabbed her jacket and I shoved it in my purse and I shoved the cash in my purse. I know it's quick thinking, right? Right, right. Um, And then by then I turned around and the water had risen probably another foot or two. Oh, wow. And I look out- You're talking
2: about like a minute. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. And I look out and I see uh, Charlene um, Townsend, who owns Maxine's. She's, we're like waving each other down in the window and I'm trying to tell her to go upstairs because she has a second floor. So I'm like, go upstairs. And um, she ended up, thank goodness, going up because she had a second floor. And I said, okay, you know, I can't leave. So I started looking around. Where am I gonna do If this really floods, where am I gonna go? I have nowhere to go. I have no second floor. So I ended up running to the back of my store and I looked out the window, because I have the Tiber there. And I can, I swear to God, I don't like swearing to God, but if I was to open the window and take my finger and touch it outside, the water was right there. And mind you, it's a 20 foot drop in the I back. was
2: about to ask you, so you, that's about 20 feet of water. Yes,
0: that rose. So I could have opened my window and touched the water. The Tiber was up that high. Wow. So I just closed the blinds, and I ran back to the front, and that's when my phone started going off crazy, and my my, um, Lori, who owns Southwest Connection, called, and I told her, I said, it's going to flood, and I'm going to die. I know I'm going to die. And she just, you know, was keeping me calm over the phone, and I was talking to her through my smartwatch. So by then, she was like, you have to get as high as you can in your store. I know you don't have much places to go, you know, in your store.
2: Has anyone called? Nine one one. I'm sure. About yes, that. there okay. was um
0: two um I think Sue, who lives across the street. She actually can be heard, um, on one of the nine one one calls that she called because she can hear me screaming.
3: are nine one. Um, on
1: right, I was just on the phone with my friend. She's at eighty one forty one Main Street, Ellicott City. Okay, and is it she, a Diva's boutique? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she, Has she called?
3: Okay. Is she able to get out at all? No. Okay. I have the call in for dispatch, okay? Okay. Okay, um, we're I'm going to get help to her as soon as we can, okay?
1: Okay. Thank right. you. thank you. you. Goodbye. Right, bye.
0: So, um by then I'm standing on the highest point of my desk. And I shoved my purse um, and my keys and my phone in the ceiling. And my ceilings were drop-down tiles, but they were the styrofoam. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking around, trying to you know, plan where am I going to go if it does flood. Um, so you know, by then, I look out my, my showroom window, and it probably was about seven feet Jeez. already. And it was coming in through the front, and then the back was already submerged underwater. So I was... Literally, like in a, a fish tank surrounded,
2: could you see the br- debris going down the street? Mm. Like
0: it from the front, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, cars, and oh my gosh, yeah, like yeah. all kinds of things go down. It was scary, yeah. you know. And um, the door, the front door actually broke, so water was coming in from the front, it was coming in from the basement, and then at that point, I just heard this creaking and scratching and you know just something out of a horror movie mm-hmm. um in the back of my store where the tiber river is mm-hmm. um and it was the water just trying to push through so eventually it busted my windows and i had three windows in the back it busted that and it was like niagara falls so it filled my store basically halfway up in less than 60 seconds
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I knew that with the glass in the front and no windows were broken in the front, it was going to fill. And that's when Lori, she called me back and um, tried to tell her I couldn't get a hold of my mom because I was trying to call her and say, I love you just in case sure. I wasn't going to make it out. Um, and, and you're standing on what now? I'm standing on the highest point of my desk, which is like a retaining wall. Okay. Um, but it's hard to explain, but visually it's a, a wall and on the other side, it's a built in desk to the wall. Okay. So it sits up high, but, you know, water was still coming over my legs. You know, had I been submerged standing in the water, it wouldn't have been up to my, like, chest area. Mm -hmm. So um, Lori told me, she says, eventually, if your store, when it's going to fill up, you know, the window in the front is going to break, and it's going to act as a suction, so it's going to suck you out. Mm -hmm. So you have to hold on. And I have everything just... Whirlpooling in my store debris and everything from out in the river and inside my store And when she said you have to hold on I ended up looking around and I saw this purse Uh And I looked up at the ceiling where my purse was at and I had a purse hanging And I slid over and I unhooked it with a little hook that I have And I detached the straps from the purse and I slid back from the wall Stood back up, and I strapped the um, leather strap and chain to the sprinkler in the system. Okay. Because I have no, I had nowhere to go. She yeah. said to hold on. So, and. Um, that was quick thinking. Man. I think it was just a lot of um, as Twister movies, you yeah. know, and survival <laughs> <laughs> movies back in the day.
3: Hi, this is Howard County 911. We missed a call from you.
0: Yes, I have a
1: lady stuck in a building over here across the street from for me. What's Eighty-one forty-one, and the water's getting higher and higher on her.
3: Okay, what's the name of that business?
1: It's called C I V A Z Boutique. It's eighty-one
3: forty-one Main Street. All right, look. Stay with me, okay?
1: Stay on line. Okay. Okay.
3: Is she on the first floor? Tell me... She's on the first
1: floor. She's right now standing on top of her counter screaming. I told one of the fire and rescue guys that was here, she was over there. And they said they were going to try to get to her. Right now, you can't get across this damn street.
3: Okay, give me the name of the building again, okay?
1: Okay, it's called A D I V A Z Boutique. It's 8141.
3: Okay, about how many, how much water is in the building now?
1: It's going halfway up the inside of the building. She's screaming at the top of her lungs. All right, and I got two kids trapped across the street at Cultural Lab, which is right beside the old farmer's bank. There's a boy and a girl trapped in there, but they're on the second floor. This lady is stuck on the first floor. She can't get to the second floor at all? She can't. There (laughs) is no second floor where she's at.
3: Okay. All right, just stay with me, okay? Okay. God, this
1: is worse than the last one.
0: So um, I did that, and I held on, and then when she, you know, uh, had mentioned about the windows breaking... Uh, that's when I looked down, and my father had been passed uh, seven years already, mm-hmm. and I had one of his paperweights from his desk that I used for mine, and it was floating on a purse, and it came right to my feet. So glass-heavy paperweight would have been at the bottom of my store or out the river already, right. but for some reason it was like he pushed it. You know, everybody says it had to have been him, and I believe it, you know. Um, you know, given that you feel like you're about to die then, you know, yes. so... Um, I I picked it up and my instinct, and I already had the water, was eight feet. So I just said to myself, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If you break this window, you're gonna allow all the water from Main Street in, and then all the water from the Tiber's rushing in from the back, what's gonna happen? But do I take that chance? So I threw it, and I broke the window, and all the water just went out. So I kept the water at bay from filling up. And did I was you feel rescued. that suction? Did yeah, I did. Yeah, did thank you? God I was holding on. Yeah. Right, right. I did. Um, and then I watched the, everything go if out. If you
2: hadn't had those straps, I you don't probably would have gone out. I with prob- a
0: yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it took out, it took my hutch that probably was 200 pounds that went out the window. It mm-hmm. took out stuff that in my store yeah. that maybe would take a two man person to move floated out so yeah i would have been easily out the window
2: so when so how high was the water on main street by the time you got out of the store
0: by the time they came and got me in my store in that low level it Mm -hmm. was about up to my hip area but as soon as i got out it was right about to the knee yeah um and then as you start walking up it wasn't as much anyway it was maybe down to the shin and your ankles Mm -hmm. But I got out after the first band. Apparently there was another band of storms that came through. Right. And, and then it was, I lost all the sidewalk in the front. Had them come, had the firefighters come later, um, he probably would have, you know, went five feet down in the ground. I mean, there was a hole in front of my store. Yeah,
2: like a sinkhole.
0: So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so that happened after the second uh, band of storms that came through because people were watching from above, and they said the second band came through, and then was another... 14 feet of water or whatever down Main Street. So and how I was <laughs> that
2: right afterward? I mean, I've never been through anything as perilous I as I was
0: shaking. They took me into the ambulance, and I was drenched, and I was shaken, and I had 2% on my phone left, and then it died, and you just still feel kind of helpless. But um, it just all was just so surreal. Like, it just wasn't real or it was... You know it was like it pinched me was I have a bad nightmare really yeah. yeah like did I just escape death you know yeah. did I just do that really you know I'm very lucky um, very lucky because um I was right next to the building um, the bank which filled up um, and um, there's we call it the purple building mm-hmm. and then um Kaplan's and I watched I watched that explode I mean. That I didn't get to that part, but that was prior. You can see all that, you know. Yeah. It's pretty. It's, you know, it looked like the Patapsco just filled up at the bottom and had nowhere to go, so it starts running back up, you know, the river, you know, back up, and then it just ends up filling up. So yeah. it floods more. But it's 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 a very it was a very challenging day for me and and a lot of others. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you go back to Ellicott City?
0: I have. I've yeah. gone back um, to have dinner with some of my friends. Mm-hmm. I miss it there. I do. Yeah. Um, if I didn't have to take out loans and uh, re- you know, for the last rebuild, I probably would have gone back again. Yeah. Everybody thinks you know. They ask me and they say, "Would you?" Yeah, your heart's there. You sure. know. I might have not been there for thirty years like some of the other people have been there, but you know, it's it's like it's just stuck with you. You know.
2: Did the the experience uh, leave you with any type of rain anxiety or?
0: I did have PTSD when it it, you know over the summer it was raining a lot yeah a lot and and uh, the sound of that kind of just was really eerie for me and you know but I just ended up kind of training myself to. You know, deal with it. So I would go sit outside and I have a covered balcony when it would rain and just listen to it because it's just noise that I remember from that day and it's, you know, it's hard to swallow.
2: So I know you've heard about the plan that they're proposing to remove the buildings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have any opinion about that you'd like to share? You know, it's
0: mixed emotions. Um, whatever we have to do, you know, the county, whatever have to do to, to save lives and not have this happen again, I'm for it, but it's bittersweet because these are historical buildings. You know, some of these people have been there for years and it's their home, you know, and it's their livelihood. Um, and to relocate either across the street or up the hill or somewhere else, it's not the same, you know, and just going to see that big gap and that opening, you know, it's, it's like a memorial, I think. You know, it's going to be like a memorial, I think.
2: Yeah.
0: It's hard, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to say. I, I'm For it, you have to do what you have to do. Right. Do, you, do we, you know, there might be more lives lost next time. You know, we've been very, I'm not saying lucky as far as lives, but it could have been a lot more considering the immense amount of people that come down on a weekend yes. when the floods happen that could have lost their lives, so.
2: Well, those uh, videos... Uh, are quite compelling. Yeah. You know, they, they look like rabbits. I yeah. Mean, like river, like you were describing, with yeah. the white caps behind the, the tires.
0: Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, you have to be like a professional to go white water rafting on that, you know. Yeah. If you were... That's how treacherous it is. I mean, um, it's just amazing where water goes, obviously runs down, um, but just to see that immense amount of water... And that much damage it can do, you know, it's just as equal as having a fire or, you know, anything else. It's, it's terrible. So would you like to
2: have a shop open again sometime?
0: I would love to. Yeah. I mean, here I love where I work now, right. um, but I've been in retail and fashion majority of my life, and I love it. It's in my blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, you know, i got to catch up on all the expenses that I'm left with, sure. you know, before I venture out and do it again. I've had a lot of people ask if to be business partners. And, you know, honestly, at this point, I'm just, I don't want the headache right now. Yeah. I want to be able to just do my work and go home and, you know, that's it. Um, but, you know, maybe down the road, I'll do it again.
2: Well, I wish you the best. Thank I hope, you. I hope that you can do that if that's what you choose to do later on. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> well, you seem to have a lot of passion for it. So, Thank Is you. there anything else you'd like to say about Ellicott City or? No, I just uh,
0: encourage everybody to still go down and and shop and support the businesses that are able to come back and not to forget the town. Just show support all the time. They need them. Okay. Thank you, Angelina. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
2: Water, It comes down in small droplets, but as you just heard, those tiny beads of hydrogen and oxygen, given the right conditions, can become a raging tide. So what is Ellicott City to do? As of the recording of this episode, it's not totally clear. The flood mitigation plan that calls for the removal of 10 buildings on Main Street has been approved by the County Council. However, there is an election in a couple of days in which one of the five seats will definitely change. Councilman John Weinstein, one of the foremost advocates of the approved mitigation plan, lost in the Democratic primary election to a candidate named Liz Walsh. Weinstein has been a guest on this program in episode six. Walsh has said that she is against moving forward with a plan that removes buildings at this time. Her margin of victory was two votes. Her opponent in the general election, Republican Raj Kathuria, supports the plan. So the future of the project still could change. Furthermore, Howard County's Historic Preservation Commission still needs to approve any removal of structures in the historic district, and as of this recording, it has not yet reached a decision. So, in our next and final episode of this series, I will attempt to tie up as many loose ends as possible. Wish me luck. Next time on Ellicott City Historic Town, Historic Water. Ellicott City, Historic Town, Historic Water is a production of the Fletcher Group Incorporated in collaboration with the Number One Two podcast. Original music is by Gordon Roberts. Our exit track is The Rain Song, written and performed by Voices Three. I'm Howard R. Fletcher. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye.